Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Adi Bolaños in San Francisco. Desperation is growing as many people are still trapped in their homes in the San Bernardino Mountains east of Los Angeles. It's been more than a week since a rare blizzard buried the region in snow, and authorities say it might take a few days before they can reach everyone. KBCR's Madison Ament reports. Walter Woji has lived in the small mountain community of Sky Forest for more than 30 years. He says he's never seen snow like this. A few times had to hire a tractor to clear snow and stuff like that, but nothing like the situation we have now. Woji was actually stuck at the bottom of the mountain. His neighbors had dug him out to take a friend to the doctor three days ago. As of Monday morning, he was still trying to get home, but authorities told him only emergency crews could go through. Sat in my car and pounded on my steering wheel and almost cried because I'm so, I just worry about my wife. Woji's wife, who is home alone, is 78 and has health problems. In Lake Arrowhead and Crestline, many people's houses are walled off by snowbanks 10 feet high. Firefighters are riding snowmobiles and tractors to reach people. It's not clear how many are stuck. On social media, some residents report running low on food and medicine, and they say they're angry that authorities are taking so long to help. Dan Muncy is the San Bernardino County Fire Chief and is coordinating the storm response. Muncy says they continue to clear roads and firefighters are going house to house to check for natural gas leaks, which have caused at least 10 fires since the snowstorm. And he says authorities are thinking about how they can be better prepared next time ensuring that we're monitoring the storms and putting this equipment in place before the storm comes. Late Monday afternoon, Caltrans announced that some mountain roads, including Woji's, reopened for residents only. For the California Report, I'm Madison Ament in San Bernardino. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey. 
It's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. 18 days into a hunger strike over living and working conditions in two Kern County immigration jails, more than 30 men are still going without food. KQED's Taiki Hendricks spoke with one of them. Cruz Martinez is 22. He spent a year and a half in ICE detention as he fights deportation. Last year, he joined a labor strike protesting dollar-a-day wages, and he says he was sent to solitary confinement in retaliation. Martinez says he's dizzy from fasting and lost 16 pounds, but he and other strikers are still committed. We're feeling very strong about it. We know what our goal is, and we're not changing our minds. We're doing it until our bodies can resist. Martinez's lawyer says ICE officials have met with hunger strikers and say they'll try to improve conditions, but won't release anyone. Meanwhile, ICE announced a 50-year-old Romanian man died Sunday at a detention center in San Diego. For The California Report, I'm Taiki Hendricks. A growing number of undocumented workers are reaching retirement age in California, but have to keep working. As KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero reports, a new state bill might help them retire. As an orphan kid in rural Mexico, Abraham Salazar says he started working at age 10, helping to plow fields and grow corn and beans. When he moved to California more than three decades ago, he began working at vineyards. Sitting in his studio apartment in Sonoma County, the 63-year-old says that after years of cleaning, pruning, and harvesting fields by hand, his wrists are becoming arthritic and his lower back hurts. Over the years, Salazar has paid automatic payroll taxes into Social Security. But like millions of other undocumented workers, he typically used a number that wasn't his own. In my case, That means that Salazar will never see the money he paid into Social Security. That's even though unauthorized workers pitched a lot of taxes into that fund, roughly $13 billion in a single year, according to the Social Security Administration's most recent estimates. At a rally last week in Sacramento, immigrant advocates tried to raise awareness about AB 1536, which is waiting for its first hearing. The measure would allow undocumented immigrants aged 65 and older to get about $1,100 in monthly stipends through a state-funded cash assistance program. So that they can age with dignity and justice. Angelica Salas directs the Coalition for Humane Immigrant Rights in Los Angeles. She says workers like Salazar, who've given their most productive years to this country, are being treated as disposable. They worked hard in some of the hardest and most backbreaking jobs in this country. They contributed, and now they're completely locked out of any benefits as they reach um, their golden years. 
The last federal amnesty for undocumented immigrants happened during the Reagan administration in the 1980s. Today, there are more than 160,000 workers like Salazar in California who never had a chance to legalize their status and they're close to or past retirement age now. That estimate comes from the Community and Labor Center at the University of California, Merced. Professor Edward Flores co-directs the center. He says a demographic wave is coming. What do you do with a, a significant proportion of our workforce who has been laboring for decades without access to a social and economic safety net, but now that they're aging and now that they may not be able to work, you know, will be in a much more vulnerable position Back at his apartment in Healdsburg, Abraham Salazar says that a regular stipend, like what the state bill proposes, would be a huge help. But for now, Salazar is rushing off to another job. He recently launched a landscaping business. He hopes that working for himself will help him make enough money to save a little for retirement. For The California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, March 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 846 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. The James Irvine Foundation. Accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at irvineawards.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast.